Mm, 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 mm. Some muse right here, yeah. Ford Fan Zone. Purchase a Ford Van Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream. And they start as low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or you can call 325-2999. 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. All right, now you've done it. Now you I am looking at him right now in bronze. That's who I'm looking at as we speak. Because uh, to my right, I can see the statues. To my left, and I've got my head tilted so I don't see someone who's sitting in for the next two hours. It's just easier this way. His name is Jake Scott. Jake, oh man, I cannot believe what you told me in the break. Harsh, harsh criticism of John Stockton. Oh, is that what you is that what you read from what I said during the break? That's what is I that, took. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh. Okay. First of all, it's good to see you. Thanks for for the introduction there. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Yeah, buddy. You I'll bet. have people coming in all week as Snigdorf is on a soccer retreat getting ready. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, if you don't get aboard, man, you're just going to get steamrolled. Wait, so. what, what exactly is a soccer retreat? What, is that, what does that consist of? Well, pretty much like the game, not much. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> I did. Well, good for him. No, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy to be here. You know me. I, I love this show. I listen to it every day. I used to produce it. So you know what? It's always an honor when I get to yeah. just sit in the chair of one David. Don't call me Dave James. <laughs> yeah, we'll have people sitting in. Riley Jens is going to be in tomorrow. And we'll have folks coming in all week to help me out. Uh, John Stockton, man, saw that yesterday. Gives an interview, the Spokesman Review, his hometown paper, Gonzaga banning him. Now, John is the ultimate hero. I think that if you go the two ultimate heroes in our community, it's one Stockton, two Steve Young. I think those are the heroist of the heroes. Okay. Now, if Ainge pulls off a trade and they win the then the title, I'll Maybe move him then. up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. But Steve and Stockton, a college player and a pro player. Yeah. But a pro player, and I, a pro player that had a, a weird impact on our community because there are so many unbelievably unbearable San Francisco 49ers in this town, and I'm looking at one Not who's me. wearing hey. his Niners hey. crap now, yeah. and it's all because of Steve Young. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. I, I was a Niners fan when they were in the 90s, and they were just fun to watch. He was a fun player to watch. Now, I personally follow my favorite college players to the pros, so I get it. I'm not saying it critically, other than the the Niners fans around here seem to be a tad bit unbearable. But so are Broncos fans, and that's why I'm a Raiders fan now. Go Raiders. Yeah, I like the Raiders, too. I follow them. I love it that they're in Vegas. I really do. Yeah. I think that's a We have Lincoln Kennedy, their radio analyst, on each week. One of the best segments of the week yeah. on the whole station. Yeah. Love Lincoln Kennedy. So, but Stockton, man, he's so beloved, and he gets banned. Now, he's the ultimate fan, <laughs> alumni, ex-player. I, I don't think there's anybody out there who's attached to their school the way John Stockton is attached to Gonzaga. 
I mean, there's so many reasons. A Hall of Fame player, obviously, and then it's out of the way. It's buried in the eastern part of the state. It, it doesn't get lost like if he was in Seattle and he went to the University of Washington. I mean, he would be a big name there, but you've got University of Washington, you've got the Seahawks, you've got uh, the Mariners. I mean, you, you, it, this is a conglomerate of stuff. In Spokane, there's one thing, yeah. and there's one thing only. And that's Gonzaga basketball. Yeah, we see it in Vegas every West Coast Conference. Yeah, tournament. they take yeah. over. They do. They, they go nuts, right? The Gonzaga Red that goes down there. Uh, they don't have a football program, obviously, and so Gonzaga basketball, and they show them all the time. His kids played there, uh, both genders. Oh, excuse me, man and woman, and. <laughs> They show him there all the time. What? <laughs> he's there. We got it. We got it. Deep roots. I hear you. And now he's banned. And he's banned because of the vax. And you're furious. No, I'm not furious. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not furious. Uh, I just. Well, what are you furious about? You, Yak, didn't he sound furious about something in the commercial break? I don't know what it was, but when you're talking like that, that's not casual conversation. Has, you seem furious, did he not? Furious, but were you even listening or were you just listening to my tone? Because here's my. Here, <laughs> DJ said it's always the tone. A, I did 20 have a tone. years of him beating it into my head senseless. Tone, tone, tone. He okay. called me Tone Luke. <laughs> I don't. Medina. That's what I'm passionate about. I don't care. I don't care. And I read, don't care anymore. I read. Uh, <laughs> I read Gordon Monson's column. Uh, when uh, his most recent one going. Oh, let at, me guess. He's criticizing John. Yeah, yeah, he's criticizing John. Well, that's what you know. That's what my whole point on this is. It's political. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you if you lean this way, you criticize him. If you lean that way, you praise him. So here's the thing. I, what did what did Laura Ingram say about LeBron that that drew all the shut heat? up and dribble. shut up and dribble shut up and dribble? Right. I don't think it's necessarily as easy as just that. But here's where Gordon, which I disagree hundred percent. Shut up and dribble. No, I do too. I do too. But I'll listen to anybody who has some experience in what they're talking about and has perspective. So it depends on what subject matter you're talking about. But I'll tell you this: when it comes to uh, vaccination and medical in general. I mean, if John wants to tell me how to play in the NBA for 20 years, I'll listen to him from that side on a medical standpoint. But if you're going to talk to me about vaccinations and vi- virology, I'm probably going to find somewhere else to get my... Are you a virologist? No, I'm not. Turn and I, cough. I'm probably going to go uh, go down to the old local family clinic and maybe ask somebody down there what would be a good idea for me and my family. That's that's all I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. I don't care. Yeah, but where, but do, you, where do you end with that? I mean, LeBron, he has selective outrage. He does. So, uh, so you can say that about anything about anybody well, so then so then a doctor then i don't want to hear your stance on whether somebody should kneel so right you got to put it through your own personal filter we're all people we're all sports fans i i agree for the most part with you what you said earlier in the show like i don't want to get on the train 
I love sports for an entirely different reason because it's a, it's a place that I can put my brain that I don't have to worry about everything else going on. And I know there's a lot of people out there who feel that way too. But there's also the player's right to use their own platform, and I get that. And, and actually, John Stockton, and here's the great irony, John Stockton, who would never say anything to anybody, period, through his entire career, hated interviews, hated kids. Hated everything about the life, right? Didn't want the celebrity, didn't want the commercials. Blew didn't want my the, kids in, off. I believe it. In a hotel in San Francisco in August. Half this town has a story like that, where they <laughs> they see John or whatever, and just, you know, even in, in intimate situations where it's not a big group, and it's just like, hey, don't mean to bother you, but can you sign this real quick? Nope, pound sand. And he, he didn't like the media. He didn't ever give interviews to anyone. And now oh, all these did. all these years later, he's coming up to be a public figure about this. It just blows my mind. Like this is this is what you're choosing. So to you're go criticizing with? his passion on this? No, I just I don't understand it. I just I don't get it. I get I don't get somebody who spent a whole career doing that to all of a sudden come out of the woodwork on it does this, seem out of character on this specific topic. That's that's all I'm saying. Which it makes seems- it all the more juicier. But I really here. Let me ask you this: Why did why did Gonzaga make this public? Why is John doing interviews? Why why doesn't Gonzaga pull John aside quietly and being like, you know what? I don't it, think Gonzaga did make it public. I think he did. That they banned him or whatever. Yeah. The way I I, mean, I could be wrong, but the way I viewed the way I think it went down, and this is just thinking, I think he called up the spokesman review, or the spokesman review found out about it, and obviously he consented to an extensive interview, not just. Uh, here's a statement, but it's clear yeah. he consented. Meet me at uh, wherever they met, someplace, and he gave a lengthy interview, and he spoke in depth on this subject, claiming that 100 to 150 athletes who have had the uh, vax have died. Again, is he a coroner now? Or a medical examiner? Is that what we're listening to John for now? I mean, but, like, uh, again. But if you go on that, is is Donovan Mitchell a a prosecutor to where he invested the Brianna Mitchell thing as much as the no people? He's, so he has he's not. So he shouldn't have said anything on that. I don't know. You can he. I mean, his his one he, of his. Avatar Spiels has a, I, I forget which one, has a picture of the young lady who was It's his killed. Twitter account. Yeah. No, no, no. So I is it. he a law enforcement but, but, to where he investigated and charges shouldn't be brought about on the police? So therefore, he's not a law enforcement uh, official, right? He didn't, the, 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 what was it, the, the district attorney, forgive me if I'm using the wrong uh, legal terms on whoever inve- decided no charges were to be brought, which, and the person who did that was an African-American, as I understand it, in Kentucky, so Donovan shouldn't speak on that because he, that's not what he does, That's not that, his training isn't in law enforcement. Don't listen to him then. No, but I'm not but, saying anybody doesn't have the right to say anything. I, John can call every newspaper in town. I don't care. I'm just not going to listen. And Donovan Mitchell. So you don't listen to Mitchell. This is the same thing has to I'll apply. Pro, I'll process you don't it. listen to Mitchell I'll because he's it. not in law enforcement. He has no track record to determine whether charges should be brought or not. Except he does have a tie to that community. 
which uh, John Stockton was a former athlete, but, so he has but, a tied athlete. But don't listen to him then, PK. They can say whatever they want. Certainly it's they fine. can. I am all. I'm just for trying that. to find consistency here. Don't then don't listen. There, you can find inconsistencies in anything. I mean, True. honestly, you can pick pick which uh, lunatic cable news channel you want to watch. I mean, that's what people just pick their the what they process to. Buddy, I only watch MSNBC. <laughs> if it's not Rachel Maddow, it's not PK. Let's get that right on the table right now. People process everything through their own All the filter. jazz games I watch are taped because I watch Rachel live Monday through Friday. Delay the jazz game. Yes. So you can catch yes. a little Maddow. Yes. Get your Maddow on. Yes. Uh, now you're following. I believe that. <laughs> I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent believe it. But I, who's this Laura my, Ingram you speak of? I don't even know point, who she is. My whole point. Right-wing, you know what? Oh, is that forget her? I'm not going to listen to John when it comes to this particular topic. But he could do whatever he wants. I Certainly don't, he can. I don't care. And that's the other side I'll, of this that I don't get. Don't I, metaphorically, I'll fight for the rights to speak. Yes, I. I don't. Care. John can get vaccinated 20 times or zero times or whatever. I've had people in my life that didn't get the, the baby vaccinations, which it is, uh, you know, like polio and all of them. Like, how many? It's four or five, six different smallpox, measles, all these deadly Would stuff. Would you like, rather have polio or polio? But did I say, I, I'm cutting you out of my life? Because you made this thing. No, I know. I mean, do it's we all are trying to navigate this complicated journey called life and nobody's getting it right. I'll tell you this. There's been one person on the planet who's gotten it 100 percent right. And his name's Frank Beamer. It's a joke. Not even a laugh, not even a giggle, not even a joke. So, you know what? I'll and and fortunately, Shane was born into it, so he's going to get it right, at least in terms of his salary. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is making some dough. That is true there at, uh, at South Carolina. And my father was a janitor. I hate him. Oh, Shane was a terrible coach at Virginia Tech. I can't I, believe he's even won a game at South Carolina. I've had to go out and make it on my own. That sucks. Yeah, But, but you know. I, I'm going to choose who I'm going to listen to on what particular particular topic. And you know what? If you don't want if you don't want to hear it, then don't listen to it. It's fine. It's fine. Is is if if you don't want to listen to Donovan Mitchell's uh, take on the Brianna Taylor situation, then don't. He's not forcing you. John's not forcing uh, people to to consume his take about vaccination and the coronavirus. So I'm not going to do it. I don't care. I don't. We come to work. Yeah, but you cared enough to read somebody's predictable response to it. Uh, yeah, because that's my chosen form of entertainment is to consume sports news. But that's is that sports news? No, not really. <laughs> but I also I love Gordon. I I was intrigued. He got me. He got me with. Uh, well, what did you think with, he was going to say? Oh, I knew exactly what he was going to say. I still read it. Yeah, I, still I mean read that's it. the thing about it is we know what. People are going to write and say once once a newsmaker and John's going out there and he says what he says, you know what the response is going to be. Like, I know what Laura Ingram is going to say. Sure. I know what Rachel Rachel Maddow is going to say. I don't even need to watch. Not that I do watch. I'm just having fun. Hey, You just told us you watched Rachel live. (laughs) But, you know, all of what they're going to say and write. It's already out there. Yeah. We're now two years into this thing, and it's all repetitive now. So, to your point, turn on the football game. That's what I do. 
You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the football game, and then I'm going to watch the basketball game, and then I'm going to go to work where I am blessed to be able to talk about both. It's pretty sweet. Okay, Pretty so sweet. How about them using their sports platforms to be political? They can do whatever they want. Sure, they can. That's they can. not the issue. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I, there are, uh, there are areas that I wish more people would use their platform for. Areas that that matter to me. I mean, a positive example. I'll look at our guy uh, David James, who you can't turn on Channel Two without seeing him uh, try to uh, get people to donate food for hungry kids. Heck yeah. Do I wish more people would uh, will get on board with with DJ and his cause? Sure, but yeah, I'm not going to tell that, anybody what that, to do. That's television, man. Look, look at us. We're here to serve. Hey, you, you know, you that, don't think there's a political agenda there? You don't, don't be naive. You know that David James is uber uber passionate about that particular cause. Sure, I mean he. But that you don't is think not, there's a political agenda? Why TV has him on television doing it? I don't know. I don't Come know. On. You'd have to ask uh, the, Come on. the good uh, liberal folks at Sinclair Media. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, We're the down home here. We're here to help but, the community. So so, okay. Watch our TV news. If you ever have a doubt on someone's motive, <laughs> follow the money trail. No, I agree with you. But if you could stop being so cynical for just one second, at least kids are getting fed. Right, you know what I mean. So, so and, there are and his family and uh, the management's family. They're also getting fed. So the, there, there are causes out there. I wish people would use their big platforms for, but they choose not to for whatever reason. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to tell them what to do? There's already way too much of that going on. So stop telling people what to do. Let that's them. The, let them. But that's never going to stop. Well, it's certainly the worse. The media today, you have to have a strong opinion. If you want to be heard, you have to you have to conde- condemn Stockton. You I'll just t- have to. If if I I'll, I have a passionate opinion about your your take on the NFL overtime rules, I'd be happy to get to with you. Nah. But that honestly is one of the great things about sports. We can argue and you and I do all the time till we're blue in the face and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's sports. I do think the lecturing I think, what's the point? I agree. No one is changing your mind because of something you read or Rachel or Laura said. You already believe it. All you're doing is preaching to the choir over and over and over again. That's it. Yeah, but that's strangely what people want. If you're in line. Now, I got a guy here. PK, you're not really using your platform to tell us that athletes shouldn't use their platform. 7.43 a.m. this morning was not it. Okay, so I'm taking so my guess is that, you know, he wants LeBron and, and Mitchell and whomever to speak out and I, I support their rights to speak out one thousand percent. But I wonder, does he support Stockton's right? It just depends on what they say, depends on how much you support it. Let me ask you guys this. Do people not hang out hang hang out with people who disagree with them anymore? I hang out with lots of people who disagree with me. Are people not used to it anymore? It's all right. Yeah, but ain't no good pro- guys, ain't no bad guys. Ooh, there's only you and Austin me. We just, just rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you get in discussions with them when you hang out with them? All the time. Come on, I do. I this weekend did hung, hung out with two great friends. So then you're battling with them all the time. Sometimes I don't want to do that. It depends. I don't want to do that. I support. I have friends who don't support my political opinions, but I don't want to discuss it with them. I want to have fun. I want to screw off. I don't want to get in serious discussions. Yeah, but it happens. At least it does with uh, my circle. Uh, Yeah, and then my wife will interrupt. 
and change the subject. Okay. And we'll get back to lightheartedness. I want to have fun. Let the other people do what they do. And I agree with you. I find it amazing that all the stuff that Stockton has gone public with, that it would be this. Here's a guy, and I wrote about this. You can check it out, KSL.com, that... uh, in 1992, Sports Illustrated did a story on three guys who made professional sports from Spokane in three different sports. Remember Mark Rippon? Remember yep. Ryan Sandberg? Yep. And Rippon and Sandberg quoted the whole thing. Stockton would not be quoted a Sports <laughs> Illustrated puff piece. So they quoted his... About his hometown. Yeah. yeah. He's quoted his father and his friend. But John and the writer basically rips him. For he's he was he turned thirty in ninety two because his birthday's next month he turns sixty next month and uh, he wouldn't be quoted and and a puff piece about three sports stars uh, from the Spokane at the time had a population of like one hundred seventy five thousand and he wouldn't be quoted and you're here now thirty years later he's willing to be quoted extensively that blows my mind i think it's crazy and you want to talk football overtime rules well stay with us because we've got a former nfl executive randy mueller who's going to join us next and we're going to talk about the great sport of nfl football what a phenomenal weekend it was i don't know that it could have been better it was absolutely sensational will we get more of that next week We'll see what Randy thinks. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here. Give it up, give it with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local, all day, every day. This is 97.5-1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. Valentine's Day is just weeks away. Jimmy's Flowers can make it easy and ready. Or you can get custom design arrangements. Order today at jimmysflowers.com or visit the stores in Bountiful, Layton, or Ogden. That's Jimmy Flowers. Jimmy's Flowers. Jimmy'sFlowers.com. All right, joining us now, former front office executive Randy Mueller, NFL. Randy, good morning. You're on with PK and Jake Scott. Uh, boy, where, where do you want to start? There's only like 5,000 things to hit. What an unbelievable yeah. weekend of NFL football. Yes, it was definitely crazy. I'm not sure I have my wits about me the next morning, so <laughs> I may screw something up from all the things that we saw this weekend. But I've been watching this game a long time, and uh, I don't think I've ever witnessed a weekend like that, that's for sure. Have we have we seen a duel in quarterbacks quite like what we saw in the final game last night with Allen and Mahomes? Boy, it's been a while. It would have to be a, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady-type duel. I mean, these guys are generational talents, and they were put on display in that game last night. We've, we've always known that Mahomes is the best, and, and we've really been talking about him for three or four years. But if, if we didn't know about Josh Allen and, and how good he is, I always get asked, what's the comparison? Really the best comparison for me that I can come up with is John Elway. He's, he, and I'm not in the body of work is what John has done, but this guy has all the skills that are going to make him awesome to watch the next 10 or 12 years. He's, he's really unstoppable, uh, and when the offense clicks like it did for Buffalo last night, they didn't get stopped. They just didn't get the ball back. 
I like that comparison. I, I can see some Elway, big, strong kid who can run, unbelievable yep. arm. Uh, so we'll see how he develops there. But those, obviously the future looks extremely bright. Um, you, you get in these situations, I often say in sports radio, I'm paid to second guess, not first guess. Uh, you know, you heard about Buffalo, should they have squib kicked it? Uh, does that take more time? I don't know if it does because I don't know if they tell their guys, uh, KC tells their guys, just just fall on it. And so maybe it's a second, no matter where it is. Just let's not waste time trying to run something back, particularly if it's not our back end guys and our fast guys are guys we train to run back kickoffs. So, do you think they should have done anything differently there? Speaking from the Buffalo perspective, I think this game will go down as one of the most dissected games ever, and I just think that's one of the reasons. Yes, I do think they should have squibbed it. I think even if it only took a second or two. I mean, they only had 13 when they got the ball, right? So, I mean, one or two seconds is a giant deal. It is a um, colossal mistake not to run time if you can. Plus, the, the, you introduce the element of a little bit of chaos, of doubt, instead of just a layup, like kicking it through the end zone like they did. I also think that defensively, Buffalo is going to have a lot of regrets. They did some things that... Really, everybody says, should we change the overtime rules? You know, I don't know. I'm of the oak that they had plenty of time to stop them, plenty of chances to stop them, and they never did. So I think it is a team game, and half the team let them down, and it's a shame that, you know, Josh Allen never got a chance. But there's going to be a lot of things that get second-guessed and dissected throughout the next few weeks and maybe the next few years with regard to this game. If there is a lesson to be learned from the Niners, is it defense can still get it done? Oh, I think so. I think the, the thing to be learned is that you, you've just, if you can have an identity, which they have, they can run the ball, they run it in a different fashion, and you have a guy like Debo Samuels, and you just get on his back and allow him to do what he can do, I think that's the lesson. You, you can get too fancy if you get outside your element. I think they're the one team going forward that has to do it their way, and it's a little slower-paced way. I'm Jimmy G is not Joe Burrow. He's not Pat Mahomes, he's not, you know, Matt Stafford. So it's going to be a little different way the 49ers have to win. But, hey, Kyle Shanahan's made a living doing it his way, and I'm not going to second-guess that at all. I think they know what they have to do, and his game plans will reflect that. For NFL front office executive Randy Mueller joining us. So let's look towards next week then. Niners and Rams, we know the Niners went down there a couple weeks back, got the win. But if I look at it, I think I got to be favoring the Rams. I think most experts would probably follow that, but if you take that series back, the 49ers have, have dominated the series. I think yeah. they've won four or five in a row. I mean, it's not like they just won, you know, 2 weeks ago. It's it's been and where they say styles make fights, this is a bad matchup. It's a, it's a stylistic uh, matchup that favors San Francisco and has. Now, the Rams are playing better, there's no doubt, and if Matthew Stafford doesn't have a hiccup here or there. I think they're the more talented team and should win the game. But there's something about the matchups. There's something about the way, uh, the physicality that San Francisco kind of just instills in a game like this and kind of imposes their will. I think that's where I think people forget that styles are, and it's all about matchups. And I think the 49ers definitely aren't afraid of, of what the Rams can bring, whether they have enough bells and whistles and weapons at the end of the day to hang hang with them? I don't know. 
The Bengals advance, and hey, well, I'll, I'll go here. That uh, so, Penny Sewell has a, a local connection. He's he's from Utah, and of course, kind of the hot take around here. And I jumped on board with, "What are you crazy? Not taking that guy to protect Burrow and going with the receiver?" And uh, I was way off on that. Well, I don't know. Nine sacks the other day. I think you could have made a case that Penny Sewell. Jamar Chase, though, is special. That dude is special. I hear you. I hear you. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Joe Burrow gives them a chance. Jamar Chase is a, you know, he's he's top of the top of the heap as far as receivers go. I think they have got to find a way to keep Joe Burrow upright, though, and that's still the most important thing to me. I'm, I'm, you know, he takes a beating week in and week out. Um, I don't know if they can hang. Uh, they're a, they're they're going to have to score a ton of points. I think they can do that defensively. They kind of pick their spots. Um, I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I don't know that I'm ready to put him in the category that you know everybody seems to around the world because of the smoking cigars or whatever he does afterwards. He got swag. I understand Joe Namath and, and the comparisons there, but uh, time will tell on Cincinnati. I think they got a good matchup in Tennessee. Tennessee was kicking off rust for a half. Cincinnati took advantage of having played and, and already a game in the playoffs. I think they were in more of a groove. Um, I mean, we'll see. I think Kansas City is is obviously could have a letdown after a game like this. I don't see that Andy Reid allows it. But, hey, I'm with Joe Burrow. I'm glad they have him. I'm glad he's in Cincinnati. You know, he's a local kid in Ohio. I think it's a great fit, and it's great for the game for sure. Former NFL front office executive Randy Mueller joining us. You talk about uh, Tennessee with the rust. Well, we see the same thing with the number one seed in the NFC, uh, the Packers losing, and obviously both of them losing at home in their first game there. Uh, the NBA gets a hit as far as you know the regular season doesn't matter as much, but here we see two number one seeds go down. Uh, do the seeds matter as much anymore in the NFL? Oh, I think they do. I think we don't see this very often. Maybe I can't remember us ever seeing where they went down this quickly. Um, I, I think a buy matters. I thought both both of those teams would win going in. I think rest is very important. Um, I just think they got into a game where the matchups didn't favor them. They kind of had slow starts. I think with regard to Green Bay, they've been more of a ball control team all year long. I know Aaron Rodgers gets all the headlines. But it's not a fast pace, you know, run-and-gun uh, 70s Lakers team. They, they wind the clock, they control the line of scrimmage, and they just couldn't do that. And I think, San, you know, San Francisco, again, with that physicality that they bring, they play a different style. They kind of muck it up, right? They make it dirty in a muddy game, and even though it's not. And, and those matchups matter, and that's a hard one to overcome. I just think they, they found uh, their kryptonite in week one instead of week three in the playoffs like normally happens. So who's your favorite now to win it all? Well, I think after what we saw, I'm a little bit of a victim of what we saw in that, you know, Pat Mahomes is going to be tough to, to cool off, right? I still worry about Kansas City's defense. I just think Andy Reid, when you combine Mahomes and Andy Reid, they are a, a well-drilled, well-coached, detailed team that I think carries them throughout. Um, I do. I do think if the Rams can beat the 49ers, it'll be a great Super Bowl matchup. But I'm going to go with Andy Reid and the Chiefs right now. I just think they don't screw anything up, and uh, I think that's hard to beat at this time. We're seeing more teams, whether it's the Bills on defense or Green Bay, you know, slipping up or Tennessee throwing interceptions. These teams, 
you just can't make mistakes. And uh, I think Kansas City's going to make less right now than anybody else. A bunch of coaching openings in the NFL. Uh, who do you like for which jobs? Is somebody that you believe should be hired specifically? Well, I think there's going to be a fight for Brian Dayball right now, especially coming off last night, the Bills offensive coordinator. I know he's interviewing with the Giants today. I think the Bears are in the mix. I know Miami's in the mix. I think there's going to be a tug-of-war over his services. And, again, it's time and place and taking advantage of it, that's for sure. Um, I don't know what a couple of these teams are, are even waiting for. I do know that the, the – uh, Jaguars have had their job open longer than anybody else, and they seem to have no idea what they're doing. So, uh, And I'm not sure we've seen the end of the coaching changes. I'm not sure that, that Dallas is ready to put their plan in place yet. So that's still one everybody has their eye on, um, and who knows how that works out. So I think there's going to be a lot of hires the next two or three days the, the carousel will come to a, a little bit of a pause button because, you know, the, the, the teams are lining up now and they can have also talk to more coordinators because of the results of this weekend's game. So I think it's always a fun, you know, coaching carousel time for, for NFL fans, and I enjoy it as well. So we will see. I don't have any specifics for a particular team, but I do know Dayball will be mainly the, the the number one commodity over the next 24 to 48 hours. What's the best job? If uh, if it were you and you had your pick of the litter, what would you take? You know, I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I think the Las Vegas Raiders is the best job. I really do. They've got a decent quarterback. They've got a good setup. I, for one, like Mark Davis and the way he does things. Now, he may seem disorganized and out of sorts, but when he does select uh, whether it's a GM or a head coach, he will stay out of the way. He will let them run the team. He'll hold them accountable, but yet give them enough rope. I think that's a really good job. And I know you got to go against the Chargers and the Chiefs in that division, but I think the way they're set up now and, and some of the players that they have, especially on offense, I happen to like the Raider job best, whether it's as a GM or a head coach. How about Flores? It seemed like he got let go prematurely in Miami. Is he going to be able to get another one? You know, I think the more information that trickled out of Miami after his exit has kind of hurt him. Um, he's got to overcome, you know, the not being able to play nice in the sandbox syndrome. Um, obviously, the communication broke down there. The, him and the GM had some issues. They've had some team-building things that have kind of made me shake my head the last year or so. Now that's come to light in that Brian does have a tendency to change his mind. He'll sign a player, then want to waive him. So he's jumping around in his plan. And I think all these things have kind of hurt him. I think he's a really good coach. And I'm not sure that he won't end up in Houston at the end of, end of all this when the, music, when the music stops. But he's had some things that have set him back in his search for the next job. When he first got let go in Miami, everybody thought he'd be hired within the next day or two. Well, then the information leaked out of why, and that's, that seems to have kind of caused teams to pump the brakes. Former NFL executive Randy Mueller joining us. Is there such a thing as specifically a college coach versus an NFL coach? Pete Carroll straddled the line, had success at both, but then you look at Urban Meyer and Saban, and it was a disaster, but yet they've been extremely successful college coaches. I think it's complete apples and oranges. It is a total different environment, a total different way of coaching, a total different mindset. I don't think I could list you know, on one page, the difference is that it, that comes with it. That's why it's been so hard for 
particular coaches to make the jump. Um, I mean, it's not about recruiting. It's not about any of that at all. It's about managing men, professional men, and you have 53 of them. You don't have a 85 scholarship. So your mindset is different every day. You have to make a lot of decisions at the NFL level on a daily basis. And, hey, I spent two years with Nick Saban in Miami, so we worked hand-in-hand, and I know the struggles he had. And there's no better coach in the world than Nick Saban, but it was totally different for him at the pro level. So a different set of dynamics. You have a lot more people involved at the NFL level that have decision-making power and that you have to lean on. It just makes for a really hard transition for college coaches. And that's not to say that a particular one can't do it, but it's just the deck is stacked against them um, just because the, the learning curve is so much, especially if they've spent no time in the NFL prior to getting one of these head jobs. Randy, thanks for your time. We sure appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Take care. All right, that's former front office in the NFL, an executive, a front office executive in the NFL, Randy Mueller. You can catch his work at MuellerFootball.com. He also works for The Athletic, talking about the NFL. Interesting that he worked for Saban, and it, he said it's apples and oranges. I like to view it as apples and kumquats, but nevertheless, he's going that there's that big of a difference. Pete Carroll, I guess, maybe might be the exception. Uh, look at, look at his coaching style, though. Pete was loosey-goosey at USC. He's always been a rah-rah Particularly players. with the rules, yeah. I might add. Uh, but always <laughs> been a, a player's dude. He's not. My point is he's not Urban Meyer who's going to... Structure my way, struck, highway. Yeah, all that stuff. That's how it's Urban... like working with you. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Urban found his success that way. Pete found it a different way. And I think the okay, way Pete, good point. The good way point, Pete yeah. did it translated a little bit better to the next level. Uh, the right. way Saban okay. did it more resembles Urban, Urban than it does Pete. So... That's kind of my theory on that. Uh, I can see that. Uh, that's e- that's that's easy to see right off the bat. Pete that. was bringing Snoop Dogg to practice. Remember all that stuff? He, he opened it up to, to everybody. Will Ferrell. NFL's yeah. bringing Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar. I love it when Al Michaels talks about Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I can listen to Al Michaels talk about anything, man. I love, I love <laughs> Second Al, greatest Al broadcasting graduate of Arizona State ever. Will DJ go there, too? DJ Khalid? Who are you talking about? <laughs> David James. <laughs> no, he's a banana slugger, whatever it is. No, no, no. Santa Baba. Uh, he didn't even gra- he didn't graduate in the field of broadcasting like I did. Are you kidding me? What did he get? An English major? Uh, I think it was soccer. It was soccer? Yeah. There, there's a soccer major? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Jake Scott. He's sitting in for the snake dog as the snake dog is off on a soccer retreat this week. Getting ready for the upcoming six-year season that is spread over 32 years as they have all the breaks for CONCAFAB. I'm going to be into it this year, though. CONCAFAB? Yeah. yeah. Not so much CONCAFAB, but uh, RSL, the new owner from Scotch Plains, which is like 15 minutes from where I grew up. The coach went to my same high school in Phoenix, Arizona. How about that? I'm getting season tickets and I'm masking up, so I'll be okay. I'll be able to attend the games. <laughs> and I wrote this piece uh, for uh, uh, the website there. And uh, guys criticizing me uh, about Stockton. Oh, PK just loves to go after people who don't share his same political views. That's what he's doing with John Stockton. They think I'm a liberal. You think I'm John Birch. What am I? 
I'll tell you next. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Kurt Elan joining us. A lot of people are hitting the panic button on the Utah Jazz right now. Where are you at in your concern level on the Jazz? I'm probably not as panicked as most Jazz fans. It is concerning that the Laker loss and, and won a couple weeks ago, just the small ball concern is still there, right? Like that they've, hey, we're going to go with LeBron at center and it kind of works. That's concerning. I know that every time there's a slump with the Jazz, the Rudy Donovan stuff kind of percolates to the top, but it feels like with them that chemistry is a three game winning streak. And and I feel like that that'll turn around once they kind of get their bearings again and, and start playing better. But they don't seem connected on the court in the way they did even earlier this season. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Really? 36-36, tie in overtime. Chiefs, first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking, right side he wants, and a comeback cut! It is caught by Kelsey! Touchdown, Kansas City! One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League! Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback, and the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime! Kansas City! Touchdown! The Chiefs going on to the AFC Championship game against the upstart Cincinnati Bengals. That's your play of the day. If you remember that, what is it, uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, Yaki? Typically, but apparently it's been moving around a little bit. Stay tuned Um, this afternoon to Unrivaled. Yeah, and then you can win fabulous prizes right here on your Zone Sports Network. There you go. All right. All right. Let me get reset. I'm like Locke. I can pause when I want. Locke does like to pause. <laughs> so I told you on the other side before that I would tell you what I am because I'm being accused of being a liberal here. Shocking. And you think I'm arch conservative. I do. I know you do. I'm actually registered as an independent. So, All right. I believe that. And my wife has to scream at me to vote. <laughs> Did you vote today? Oh, crap. <laughs> Go do your civic duty. I do yeah. not think you're John Birch. <laughs> yeah, but you think I'm more aligned with John Stockton. <laughs> I, on this particular topic, no, I don't. I mask up. I was in California over the weekend. You had to wear a mask. I went into the pro shop. I went down to Palm Springs. It was, oh, my goodness gracious. It was gorgeous. And uh, so I forgot uh, the mask. And I said to the gal behind the counter, I said, oh, you got a mask? I... I left mine in the car, and she said, no, don't worry about it. I'm not the mask police. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Well, I just got my booster shot. I got my booster shot last week. So I said, I just got that. I can show you the vaccination card. <laughs> I don't care. But we went and saw the tournament, and you had to show your vaccination card just to get in. Much like here in this building. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. But we had it. My wife and I have it. I am... Ready to go. So. You go out to USANA. They're doing it out there, too. Or at least they were. I did. I was there over the summer. Yep. Saw my man, Dirks Bentley. You like Dirks Bentley, don't you? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> His country knowledge Drunk on a plane? 
Isn't all country music about drinking these days? Somebody was telling me that, that like 80% of country music is about uh, getting hammered. It's not necessarily getting hammered. Drinking, possibly. I am going to see in two weeks the 16th hole in Phoenix. You know, that's the famous. Uh-huh. They're having a concert there the Saturday before the tournament at the 16th hole. Craig Bentley? It's Dirks Bentley, you idiot, who actually is from Phoenix, although he moved to Nashville, obviously. His uh, first name is Frederick, but he goes by Dirks. That's his middle name. No, it is Thomas Rhett and Old Dominion. Now, you love Thomas Rhett, don't you? Oh, yeah. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Rhett's my guy. You know, why do I get the impression that you have no idea who Thomas Rhett is? Because I don't. I don't You're, know who Kentucky, uh, Tennessee line or old whatever is. That would be Florida, Georgia line. <laughs> My old Kentucky home? What are you talking about, man? Come on. Why don't you get with it? And you know Thomas Rhett is actually Thomas Adkins, but his father is a country star, Rhett Atkins, so he didn't want to have the same name, so he just goes by Thomas Rhett, which is his middle name, but that's his father's first name. We probably should. Didn't we have a point bringing up your political <laughs> persuasion on this uh, in this segment? I know we got to get to Coach Cleve. Yeah, I'm a country guy. Okay. So that must mean I'm arch conservative, right? I guess. <laughs> You're being accused of being a liberal on uh, KSL.com. I was. Yeah. When I am, I have my liberal tendencies. Absolutely. You want to get into him? Sure. Okay. Okay. Hard stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Coach Steve Cleveland is coming up. I got a lot of stuff that I want to hit with him for sure. He's our basketball expert. And the great thing about Coach Cleveland, he does his homework, man. He comes prepared. So we'll have some fun coming up next. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.